Your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Buy three, get one free at tyre power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 25 minutes to 8. Good morning. Thanks for listening, whether it's on 1629 or on the app. If you want to get involved in the show... 0427-154-166. We have plenty of texts coming through. We're going to read them out very soon. If you're having a, a crack at you as well, Mark Bickley, which we love as we turn the spotlight on. I think that your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Time for the spotlight, and of course, uh, Port Adelaide's trial game against West Coast was, uh, sorry, not West Coast, against Fremantle. It wasn't exactly how they would plan, I think. The West Coast one wasn't either. No, exactly. <laughs> but I thought that after that game, which they did win, but West Coast weren't great, you, I thought that they would ramp up the intensity, but unfortunately they they weren't able to do it. Fremantle comfortably accounted for them, and there was the similar theme again of not great ball movement, not great entry into their forward line. There wasn't this... Uh, real intensity about them. So it, it has made a lot of people nervous. And Nathan Buckley uh, spoke about this, but he's back in Ken Hinkley Inn. I think they could win as few as 10 and as many as 16. I have them as big swingers, which was very similar to last year. Um, yeah, and they won't, They ended up winning 10 games after over a terrible start. So I just, I think they've got, I think they've got great talent. They're just looking for synergy, looking for that, um, yeah, rising tide lifts all boats type type thing that where where the players actually come together and make each other better. Mm. I don't think we're seeing that um, in the last eighteen months, like definitely last year. Few Port Adelaide fans are a little bit nervous, Bix, because in eleven days' time, the eighteenth of March, Brisbane come to Adelaide mm. Oval, and you saw on the weekend the the powerhouse of the Brisbane Lions. And yes, it's pre season, but if if they're all firing. It's scary times. It is. Uh, even if Adela- Port Adelaide were up and firing, you're still going to have trouble beating Brisbane. Mm. I think Brisbane are probably uh, going to be up and around the, the top couple this year. So they they have to improve. You would think they've got sort of a line of sight on this at least. There's nothing worse than going into the preseason, think you're going well, and they hit round one last year, and then all of a sudden it all falls apart. So at least – they know that they've got to raise the intensity. So I think that this this week or the next two weeks on the training track, you'll see a very serious, very intense training. They, they will turn the screws up. So I would expect them to be able to in, improve the intensity, if nothing else, of what they've turned out. They still, I tend to agree with Nathan Buckley. They, they've got great talent on their list. We spoke, uh, sorry, I, what I took out of the game, Connor Rosie is going to be a star. He just looked like a class above in the midfield. And the other thing that I took out of it, Jason Horn Francis looked really, really good as a midfielder. He had some burst speed that uh, we just took away from uh, from stoppage and ran with the ball. Yes, he's going to have to improve some of his disposal because often he's moving quickly and uh, and didn't dispose of it great. But at the same time, I just saw a glimpse of what you're going to get in maybe by the back half of the year, uh, you know, once he settles down and calms down to that sort of midfield intensity, I think potentially Port Adelaide within a year or two could have two outstanding, you know, sort of leading midfielders in the one team. So can they get synergy? Can they get players that haven't played a lot of footy 
and have had injury interrupted seasons and pre-seasons. Like Dixon has had no continuity in his footy for a, a long period of time. Uh, Fantasia hasn't. Uh, Rioli hasn't. Well, been... that's a text that Lindsay sent in on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Underdone players: Dixon, Fantasia, Rioli, Wines, Finlayson, Butters, Lyset, Georgie, Artis just haven't had enough football. That's not good going into the early part of the yeah. season. So, it might be season defining. So some of those have had, like Rioli and and Fantasia have done a lot this preseason. Mm-hmm. So is Dixon. Dixon. They've had. Injury interrupted pre-seasons this year, but they haven't put, you know, 24 months of footy together. They've missed big chunks of footy. Fantasia didn't play for a year last year and Rioli came back halfway through the year. So there's been, they just had, haven't had continuity of playing and that's when you get your best results. So I think maybe it could be bumpy for the start, but I think they will get going. There's too much talent in that group and too much on the line for them not to get going in my book. So... I asked you the question about the Crows after what you've seen from Port Adelaide. We'll, we'll be specific in the match against Fremantle because that's as closest as you're going to get to an AFL match. Mm. Preparing for the game against Brisbane here in Adelaide on the 18th, your predictions for Port Adelaide moving into 2023, have they changed from what you have seen in the preseason? They haven't changed because I'm hesitant to let one or two games in preseason redefine what I think about a footy team. So the players at Port Adelaide haven't lost their talent. Now, Zach Butters hasn't really fired up. Uh, and some of the other players that came back in, I thought Lysette might come back in and make more of an impact. And and their forward talent, they're playing together for the first time, you know, with Horn Francis, with Rioli, Fantasia hasn't played a lot. They're all mixing in with players like Marshall, Georgiades and, and Dixon. What does that look like? So I feel like the, their, their first five games is quite tough. And if they can get away with two and three or three and two or something along those lines, I think they will still build. I've got still got Port Adelaide finishing inside the eight. So I'm not going to be – Am I, I'm more worried about Port than I was, but I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater after two disappointing performances across a week. I think the positives too, and Ollie Wine spoke about this at the end of the match. Not only did Ollie speak about his knee soreness, which is still giving him a, a bit of grief, especially at the end of matches. Miles Bergman's preseason has been really positive. Mm-hmm. Kane Farrell, but also um, we speak about Jason Horn Francis. There's another Francis, and that's Francis Evans, who really, yeah. really played well. And it's it's recruits like that that can have an instant impact straight away. Yeah, he bobbed up late, didn't he? He had three shots on goal and did some nice things. I don't think he's going to make their best side. I think he's just going to be on the fringe. But what will happen is if injuries do occur and, and there's a – without being too harsh, touch wood for Orazio Fantasia, but his body has let him down numerous occasions over the past several years. So if that does happen, to have someone who can come in and, and make an impact and have, like Ben McEntee has come in and he puts great pressure on, but he doesn't really hit the scoreboard consistently. So if Evans can come in and do that, then he provides a really great backup. Sean Darcy, one of the best young ruckmen in the competition, going against Scott Lyset and Bryn Tika, we... We, we spoke about Port Adelaide's ruck stocks moving into the year with Dante Vicentini, Sam Hayes there. This was Ken Hinkley's thoughts on the ruck challenge over the weekend. Oh, we got beaten badly. Got beaten badly. That's where the, 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 the game got lost around the around the contest. Purely Fremantle got too many looks going their way and, and they were also able to return the ball off our stoppage win. So their work rate to get out um, after that. But the ruck battle itself, I mean, Darcy's a... 
is a high quality player. We all know that. And Scooter's coming back, hasn't played for a year. Um, he'll only get better from that too. Was he a rider? And his time down was pretty low. Was he? Who's that? Scooter. Yeah, no, we're we're getting him back into full game conditioning, and we're we're mindful of that, and we want to manage him to get back to that stage. He's he's an older player, so we, we look after him well when we can, and that's what preseason allows you to do. It allows you to be manage manage your players as well as you can. Oh, I, I, you know, we've got a bit to go. We've got some people to bring back into the side to, to, to adjust to and what that looks like. Charlie will play a bit of ruck, though. I imagine that's that's not going to be unfamiliar for us. We've done it last year, and I can see that being a bit continuous for us. You know, we've got Jeremy to come back into the side at some stage as well, so that'll open up some, some opportunities for us. Then we talk about the match against the Brisbane Lions. Oscar McInerney's pretty handy, and Joe Danaher can float around for mm. Brisbane too. So that's going to be a, a match-up to have a look at straight well, away. There's a couple of things there. Is Firstly, uh, Scott Lysett was uh, soundly beaten by Darcy. So he's a super competitor, like I said. He's been around a long time, and particularly when you get towards the end of your career, he's probably 30 or 31, turning 31 this year perhaps, uh, you will fight and scratch and scrape. You're not going to just you know, hand over your position to someone else. So expect, once again, as he gets more game time, I expect him, he's a big aggressive player. He'll he'll fight for his spot and he'll be super competitive come round one uh, and beyond. The other one you mentioned, Charlie Dixon. Like, I still don't like the balance of Port Adelaide's forward line. You've got Dixon, Georgiades, Marshall, you know, fly sets around there as well. I, I just wonder at some stage whether um, they might, well, you heard Ken talk about that ruck position with with Charlie Dixon. I think that Charlie Dixon might play a bit more ruck this year and can do it on a consistent basis. And then that way you get two super competitive guys in the ruck. They both jump pretty hard at the footy, but they also get after it at ground level. And blokes like Butters and Horn Francis will will be the benefactors if they start to throw their weight around on the ground and clear some space for those little guys to whip through there. I think that's going to be really key to, to Port Adelaide's year this year. Port fans, what do you think? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Before we wrap up the spotlight, uh, one of the texts coming through said, the Crows have some depth for the first time in years. I expect the Crows will be okay down back. Worrell and Keane will help our back line. Bix, your thoughts. And then we've got to play what Kane Corns has said about Darcy Fogarty. Yeah, look... Worrell and Keane. Uh, Worrell has had an injury-interrupted preseason, has done very little, had a hamstring issue, came back, he's torn that hamstring again. And Worrell's played five games in his career. Uh, and Mark Keane has come back from Ireland and he's played five games total in his career. So in terms of the depth, I wouldn't be sort of highlighting those guys as the, the depth for Adelaide. And that's probably the areas that they are a little concerning. So you've got... Uh, Borlase, who's been on the list now for a couple of years, he he is very sound physically, plays every game. He's big and he's strong. And and, uh, I think he's more of a depth player than perhaps Worrell and Keane. So um, I'm hoping that Adelaide's depth isn't tested because I reckon they're still a little bit skinny in that sort of, you know, third tall defender range. Well, you may have a 2023 Coleman medalist playing for the Crows this season if Kane Corns is anything to go by. I've questioned him as much as any player, I reckon. Mm. Does he have the attributes to make it in the position that he plays? Um, But since round 11 last year, he kicked 31 goals. Mm. Charlie Kern, I think, won the Coleman on 64. I reckon he can win the Coleman. that's That's how good. Well, he's kicked 31 in 11 games in a side that finished 14th. If he gets more opportunities and the ball movement improves... He doesn't miss at all. Like, he's probably the best set shot in the game, and I, I say that with any confirmation from any stats, but 
the eye would tell you that he rarely, if ever, misses, and he can kick them from outside 50. If if Adelaide have a good year, Darcy Fogarty can win can win the Coleman. Bix. Mm. Yeah, look, he can, but I need to see it for more than eleven games. I think that that's what we're basing last year on, and he's everything that he said there is absolutely correct. Adelaide have moved the ball quicker; they've moved it better, which means you've got space for Fogarty to lead into. I just know though, what happens in round one is these scores of 120 points and 144 points, and it just doesn't happen. There is more intensity. There is more stoppage. There is more pressure. So the ball doesn't move as freely as that. Now, I hope he can replicate that form. 60 goals would be an amazing year for Darcy Fogarty, um, and, I, and I hope he does. But it, it's just, it's just going to be harder because the better you get, the more attention you get, you get the double teaming. What it does probably do is someone like Taylor Walker will be licking his lips because it allows him potentially to get the second best defender. And we know Taylor is still going to be a great player. And that's why, that's one of the really good things about Adelaide. They've got some real firepower in their front half. If they get it in there often enough and and good enough, then they will kick some scores. But let's not forget Jeremy Cameron, Charlie Curnow, uh, you've got Mackay at Carlton. They've both won the Coleman before. Tom Lynch at Richmond, if Richmond improve. And you've got Norton at uh, the Western Bulldogs. Now, Darcy could win the Coleman, but I reckon there's five or six in front of him if I were to start a book. 11 minutes to eight. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. What do you think, Crows and Port fans? 0427 if you want to send us a text. If you're listening on the app, you can press a button there to call us too. Next, we are doing On The Mark.